0: rolling bro.
1: franeloni's hardware and garden stores brings you garage logic podcast number 1003 january 20 (laughs) god bless you 23 52 degrees was the record high on this day in 1908 and because we had a 50 sometime in december i told you that the the time between 50s isn't that bad 32 below on this day in 1888 and on this day G-
0: uh, January 20
1: on this day in 1982 17 inches of snow you don't and tell me from the mayor's office I believe up? that was the uh, I believe that was Super Bowl weekend in Detroit Cincinnati and San Francisco
0: you got a call from home the icky Every, shuffle?
1: everybody was getting calls from home telling mm-hmm. everybody how stuck they were and the wind was howling and what have you Quite a snowstorm on this day or this weekend in 1982. And now from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. It's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner. Hi. Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop. John Hyde in the news. Why is this? Is this the course, old one? The rookie. It's not. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, one. and the keeper of common sense. Your mayor. Joe Sushewer, <coughs> I have a nice note from uh, Katie Tierney in East Union, Minnesota. East Union, I do not. Didn't know we her. meet
0: Katie Tuesday night?
1: Might have. She was there. Yeah. Well, this isn't Kamala. No. Kamala, Kathy. No. Hail the Flashlight King! Hail, Hail you! On Thursday's Hail show, you. I applauded Joe's attempt to take positive Thursday to heart. He tried. He really tried. He even brought up the old saying in a roundabout way because you dummies really aren't up to your aphorisms and had to look it up, that you can catch more flies with honey than vinegar. While the sentiment is cute, the truth is in the real world, you do not catch more flies with honey. You catch more flies with vinegar or really anything fermenting. Hmm. Out here in the country, we get fruit flies in the summer. Those little suckers multiply faster than the bunnies good old noodles likes to kill in my garden I don't leave out a bowl of honey to kill those pesky flies no instead I put out a bowl of apple cider vinegar cut with a tiny bit of cut with a tiny bit of I'm waiting for Kenny to go crazy cut with a tiny bit of dish soap to mess with the surface tension and then cover it with a bit of plastic wrap huh. I poke some holes in the plastic, wrap and within a few hours the infestation is under control yeah if Mm. I left if I left out a bowl of honey I'd have ants and I think we can all agree that no one wants ants (laughs) all this to say that Joe might be on the right track with his grumpiness maybe he will sway more minds by being curmudgeonly than he will by being Pollyanna sugarcoat No, the world is not a happy place, and I appreciate, Joe, being real about it. Just some food for thought as we enter the weekend. Katie, P.S., thanks for the opportunity for a rare weekday date night on Tuesday. The handsome husband and I loved the show and got to catch up with Father Doug Ebert. It was a highlight of 2023 so far. Nice. Who's he? to your priest. <clears throat> no, but, he is a. Um,
0: what town was uh, she East from? Union. East Union, just south of Carver. He oh, became
2: okay. a priest late in life. Okay. Um, and now he's retired, but he had his own parish, very uh, soft spoken man. I yeah, met was it, him. Was he honest. the one? Was yeah, he sitting next like, to me at
3: the bar? Is that who I was sitting next to at the bar?
2: Um,
1: you were with a clergyman. Yeah, Father Doug must have been. Here's,
3: here's the deal with the clergy. They should never be allowed to go out in public under cover.
1: Yeah, they got to wear a collar. for. You've got to wear see.
3: something that identifies you as a clergy. So
1: your filter works. Because he was talking like Kenny.
3: Oh, but I'm you know, so... Well, I think he had a life just, before he
1: was a priest. There's not a priest I know who couldn't have kept up with you.
3: But <laughs> that's so uncouth. It's so cr- crass father and uh, I'm just so ashamed no, he, father, I think
0: was... father Doug did my
3: grandmother's funeral
0: I didn't know that
3: very ashamed mm-hmm. so put on a badge or something uh, Collar, East
2: Union hat. is in Carver County
3: maybe a patch Can tattoo it... I don't know
1: Rook yeah do you have the text you sent me uh with your phone there uh from the mole that you sent me yes because I'd have to run up and uh, run out and get my phone uh, I want you to read it to me. Just the one you sent me. Very, All right. as, as I recall, it was very brief. Uh,
2: it was very brief. Yeah. Uh, from our mole at Highland Park. Loaded gun at Harding today. Meaning uh, lo- yes- I'm sorry. Loaded gun at Harding Tuesday. Tuesday. Central student shot at Jimmy Lee on Wednesday. Right. Big all-out brawl at Humboldt today. Meaning yesterday. Meaning yesterday. Yeah. And I trust this person... With all my heart, as far as
1: his garage logician is. No, that's a real mole. Uh, And in the know. So I don't doubt any of that. Uh, Whenever something like this comes up, uh, even euphorians, people who live in Liberal Lakes and Diversityville should ask themselves how Walls' spending plan would prevent that. And it won't. No. The decline of moral and ethical integrity is so across the board, and so many parents have... Just squandered their duties. That you've got a generation of uh, undisciplined, disrespectful, immoral, anti ethical kids in school. And, the, and alleged, shoot each other. the alleged shooter at Jimmy Lee was a, a St. Paul park and rec worker. The man accused of shooting a teen boy in the head at a St. Paul rec center on Wednesday afternoon is a city employee who worked at the center, city officials said yesterday. Police swarmed the Jimmy Lee rec center off Lexington along with Central High School across the street. After the shooting late Wednesday afternoon, officers say the shooting left the victim with life-threatening injuries. He's at Regent's Hospital. Hours after the shooting, police announced a suspect had been arrested, a 26-year-old man, and a gun had been recovered. Thursday afternoon, Mayor Carter confirmed that the suspect in the shooting was a city employee. Uh, okay. And he, in fact, a city employee who worked at the Jimmy Lee Rec Center. Officials said the suspect had been employed on and off since 2013 in different roles. More re- recently, he was a community recreation specialist. What's that mean? Which is a worker involved in youth engagement, overseeing day-to-day processes. I think that's come close to a job title that's meaningless. Okay. Fox 9 reporting on this has learned the suspect who Fox 9 will not identify until former charges have been filed does not have much of a criminal history. He also had a legal permit to carry a gun.
3: Are you guys indicting him already? Is that what we're doing here? No,
1: I'm reading this. Okay. You know, there's been no indictment.
3: Uh, here's a tone, though, West. a certain tone.
1: He also, I just got finished reading. He also had a legal permit to carry a gun. Yeah, calm your tone down, mister. Though the, ci- though the city says it is against policy for city workers to bring guns to work, the city would not say if the suspect was on the clock when the shooting happened. I wonder if that would make a difference not been paid overtime hmm. nor would the nor would they tell reporters if he had disciplinary issues during his tenure uh, because of the shooting Central High School was placed in lockdown for a brief period on Wednesday and officials decided to cancel classes yesterday why would you cancel classes it was yeah, a one-off you know, deal across the flood, street
3: blood on the floor no not at
1: school central's across the street from Jimmy Lee uh, all right well, there you have it. So it's been a rough week in the schools in St. Paul, but we have more money on the way, and that's going to. How much money to stop that? How much money? I, would, I think yeah, you know about four hundred and fifty the... bucks.
2: Okay, something got, it, like that. got it. Okay,
3: now we now i got a number. Oh, we have a per <laughs> incidence figure. Yeah,
2: yeah, we should have a per figure. <laughs> <incident> volume <laughs> yeah, discount. About, about four fifty. Central, you've been in trouble the past <laughs> month. You get a volume discount of money here. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
2: We're going to Sam's Club.
1: Have you guys heard of a documentary? I know Patrick has. Uh, called Boys in Blue. It's the uh, documentary of the Minneapolis North High School football team. Oh,
0: I, I've seen yeah. promos for this, but I have not watched it. And
1: uh, a note from Troy says, I just can't say enough about this series. It's a documentary on Minneapolis North football after George Floyd. The coaches are cops. And I believe it was their quarterback who was shot randomly on the street mm, yeah. uh, and died. And the school ended up paying for that because apparently they weren't supposed to let the kids out early. That was the that was the thin reason the school was on the hook. Because they let kids out early to go to a protest. Mm. And mm. the lawyer jumped on that and said, Well, if the kids hadn't been let out early, I think his name is Deshaun. If you can I'm look it up, it up for right me now. real quickly, yeah. uh if he hadn't been let out, uh he would he would be alive. Uh, Yeah, it's called Boys in Blue. Apparently, it was done what professionally. I don't Uh, think this is a local channel. No, this is big league.
2: This is big time. I'm looking it up right now. It is four episodes, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, Came out this year, TV miniseries. Documentary spotlights the North Pole North Poles High School football team, coached and mentored by members of the Minneapolis PD, as the players come of age in the aftermath of the police killing of George Floyd.
1: You still haven't given me the quarterback's name. Well, I
3: don't have a Who list Who was yet. shot
1: on the street, uh, Reavers? Are you attempting to find that mm-hmm. also?
3: I sure am, Joe. I thought you said his name.
1: I would like to. <clears throat> I would like to be in your role, either rookies or Reavers, one day, and you will be in mine. I, I would love that because I could find that stuff on Google in mm-hmm. about thirty seconds. <laughs> cool. You, you you got,
2: know, you, you, you're not very braggadocious. You're, you're a pretty humble guy,
3: no, but, but I have, think you're taking the you extra. You have to
1: tailor your search to provide you an instant answer.
3: I thought it was Deshaun Hill. I thought you mentioned Deshaun his name. Deshaun Hill,
1: I believe, is his
2: name. I'm trying to verify that. Um,
3: yeah.
1: Honest to God. I'm going I, through the whole story here, but I don't... Well, see, that's your problem. If I ask you for the quarterback's name... You just want a big settlement. You tailor a Google search to that, and bing, bang, boom, you've got it instantly.
2: Anchoring the series is the relationship between offensive coordinator Rick Plunkett and quarterback Deshaun Hill, Jr. There you go. Um, one a Minneapolis beat cop, the other an incredibly police, dubious 15-year-old who's lost loved I, we, ones. We got it, man, okay. Matt. Matt. I was just trying to give you all the information Thank that you. you wanted to take. Well, you. and, you
1: know,
0: to, to, to respond <laughs> to your point earlier, yes. I think you're right. You know, you being in a technology role on this show, I, I think that would serve the listeners well. Rook and Kenny, you, you're not aware of what happened earlier today, but... Um, don't you dare. Oh, yeah, I'm going to. Do don't it. You, do you dare. It. So all I'm that. sitting in here. Don't read. email you not to. I know you did. But we had an email conversion a while back. So I, I finally do have email back here. It's at
3: migration.
0: Yeah, it's migration. migration. Yeah. And Joe came in here as Joe is wont to do on a Friday, right. he looked at me, held up his laptop and said, hey, Dip, yeah. you know how to fix this. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, why don't you have someone come help you because I'm in the middle of something else right now. Sounds very um, yeah, you, cordial. You, 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 so you he says, well, help. what's what's Jim's last name? You know, the guy upstairs that helps me all the time. And I just went, you know what? It's time <laughs> to give Joe a little taste. And I said, well, yeah, call the help desk and ask for Jim. Yeah. He says, all right, all right. So he's dialing. He goes, hey, Dip. What's Jim's last name? And I said, Wolf. <laughs> and he calls Kathy. Poor Kathy gets about seventeen calls from Joe a month. Yep. And he says, Hey, uh, can you ha- that guy that helps me, uh, Jim Wolf? Can you send him down here? And Kathy says, Oh, so you mean you mean Rich Miller? Rich Miller, that's what <laughs> he it says, is. Oh yeah, he hangs up. He goes, You mother bleeping bleeper.
1: <laughs> so, but even even better. Rich is hearing this as I'm talking to Kathy. He sure yeah, is. his
3: desk is close by. So
1: Rich comes down and says, Hi, I'm the guy that you were wondering who comes down and helps you. Rich has bailed me out of more grief. Oh, my All God. of us. And, and uh, of course, Reavers, you made me feel an inch tall. Oh, 20. my God, I
0: love
3: it. What I love now is that gentle Kathy is in on oh, the yeah. joke. Oh, yeah. Because she is awesome. Yes, she is.
1: Anywho. Kathy, who's that guy who, who helped me? <laughs> oh lord rich save me this building would implode without those two (laughs) you could make the argument that he's probably the most critical employee in the building not even close (laughs) joe you will likely get a lot of emails corroborating your theory that a number of establishments have a parking scam going i too concur a number of years ago my wife girlfriend back then and i had just leased a new jeep cherokee sport together the old boxy-looking one that was cool-looking and could go anywhere. It was mid-December and snowing, and we had just bought a Christmas tree down at the Farmer's Market in Minneapolis. I strapped the tree on the roof, and we headed back to our apartment in Uptown. On the way, we were feeling festive, so decided to stop at the Green Mill on Hennepin. If you've ever been to the old place in Uptown, you know that parking was very limited.
3: Oh, yeah. That was a tight lot.
1: As I drove around scouting for an open spot with my wife no girlfriend then, Uh, my wife said, park in that empty lot. Next to the mill was some kind of Asian restaurant. I don't remember, but the parking Mm. lot was completely empty, which should have been my warning sign. Mm -hmm. And they were closed. Mm -hmm. I even drove up to the front door and confirmed what their store hours were. They were closed until 11 a.m. the next day. However, in the lot was a sign that said parking for customers only, violators will be towed. I said, well, I ain't parking here. We got a brand new Jeep with our Christmas tree on it, and it's snowing out. I didn't want to deal with getting my vehicle towed and, worse yet, scratched. She said, they're not even open. They're not going to tow it. So I acquiesced and reluctantly parked there. Fast forward to an hour or so later, and we sauntered out of the restaurant in the snow and no Jeep. Parking lot was empty again. Go figure. We had to take a taxi down to some sketchy impound lot and pay two hundred dollars to get our vehicle back. Boy, you got one hundred and twenty-five cheaper than me. Luckily, the tree was still intact. I learned two lessons that night: a, never let my wife tell me where I can or cannot park; and b, that was a damn expensive six-foot balsam. Sean in Plymouth. Yep. There are scams are being run all the time. I think. It's one of them balsers. <clears throat> and you why, know what? All you got to do a, is obey the signs.
3: Yeah. It, it's not a scam if it's clearly marked and That's you disobeyed.
1: This guy, had more, this guy encountered more of a scam than I did.
3: No, there's The no owner of the restaurant's is getting a taste. There's no scam well, there I saw at the all. Sign. And you cannot prove
1: that. Well, you know what I can do, Kenny? Yeah, I can go tell ahead, you Joe. it was a scam. I'm no, not going to argue with you. Scam. I'm going to tell you why it was a scam. You in Inside fact, job. are wrong. Inside job is what
3: you're saying. It's how it works. Mm-hmm. If it says don't park there, well, don't park you're there.
1: you're absolutely right, and I've certainly learned my lesson.
3: Well, you gave up awfully easily there. I thought we were going to have a more rigorous battle. Oh,
1: I don't think fighting is necessary. Not on a Friday, Joe. The best laid plans of mice and men. Let's go. Lenny? <laughs> But you didn't know who Elmer Gantry was. I do now, (laughs) Lenny. (laughs) The lights have been on at a Massachusetts school for one year because no one can turn them off. That's the title of an NBC News article dated January 19th, yesterday. Okay, why is this? Wilbraham High School has been burning 7,000 light bulbs nonstop for a year and a half due to a software failure. The 10-year-old system was designed to save the school district money and energy. Software failure on August 24, 2021 has caused the lights to be on continually, costing the taxpayers. Apparently, nobody employed garagelogic.com common sense to install an off-on switch. Hmm. Lo and behold, <clears throat> the solutions are coming from China. The parts have arrived and installation is expected to be done over the Feb. Ruary break paul mustone president of the reflex lighting group stated and yes there will be a remote override switch so this won't happen again Hmm. so the best laid plans we'll show you people we'll have all our lights automatically go on and off well they've been on for a year and a half
2: (laughs) what do you see now the big the one switch for the on off the final
1: say hold it it's it's got a big lever (laughs) yes would you like to take a brief time out sure we can do that okay sure
2: thanks barf are you ready yeah okay
3: this next song is about kenny olson if he's here jump up and down one two three four he's a man who spends hours in hardware stores
4: sitting through the nuts and bolts of life
3: Joe Suchere. Nobody told me about boredom. Nobody told me I could stop at DK Mags and pick up a box of ammo or two on my way out of town. They're right there on Old 8, New Bright. You can pull off 35W, be in and out in a matter of no time. It's a full-service gun shop. Wide selection of everything you'll find in a gun shop. Uh, long guns, pistols, revolvers, shotguns, you name it. All the accessories. And ammo... you need and dk mags they'll they'll help you track down that firearm you've been looking for first check the store uh the store usually doesn't list on the website what they've got there so that's it an excuse right there to stop in and see what they've got uh but if you don't see it in the store hop on over to the website dkmags.com you can order almost anything from there Uh, you can also swing into monticello pawn and gun up on uh, up in cello they're just south of 94. Uh, Same deal, quick in and out, and you'll be on the road. Great selection, fair prices, a wonderful staff at both Monticello Pawn and Gun and DK Mags on Old 8 and New Brighton, and on the web, DKMags.com.
1: Years ago, as GLers well know, it was either the EPA or the Consumer Product Safety Commission that ruined gas cans. Mm -hmm. Yeah. By gas cans, I mean the can of gas you keep in the garage to fill your lawnmower or snowblower. Right and they made it so the nozzles uh what their theory was that American consumers were spilling, and then they gave some outrageous number mm. you know today's environmental statistic uh American thousand gallons yeah, a so, minute oh, I bet it was even more than that and, yeah. and so they came up with these spouts that are are uh, terribly problematic, and no GLR needed that all GLers are Last droppers, but I keep thinking of the uh, the woman with the electric car across the street from our snowblower friend right uh, she, she that's who they must have had in mind when they designed a new gas can well, now it's about to get worse okay how so the u.s Consumer Product Safety Commission said this week that flame mitigation devices will be required for all new gas cans and fuel containers starting in july this will affect all portable containers oh boy each year get the we don't know that ready ready. for you get some damn sounder ready (laughs) each year thousands of people go to emergency departments with burn injuries related to flammable liquids it said stating the new measure aims to make gas cans and other fuel containers safer Uh, we don't know that possible to use Flame mitigation devices protect against flame jetting and container rupturing, both of which can occur when a flammable liquid is poured from a container over exposed flames, causing a sudden ignition of fuel within the container itself. (laughs) Flame jetting is when that ignition forces burning vapor and liquid to expel from the mouth of the container creating a blowtorch-like effect. And container rupturing is when the burning vapor and liquid are expelled through a break in the carrying vessel. <laughs>
3: uh,
1: we don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Flame mitigation devices, such as flame arresters, protect against flame jetting and container rupturing. Flame jetting is a sudden and possibly violent flash of fire that can occur when pouring flammable liquids from a container over an exposed flame or other ignition wow. source. Well, who would pour gas over an exposed flame? Uh, when you fill your lawnmower, you're not pouring gas onto an exposed flame. Somebody
3: that says, hold my beer. Yeah, right. somebody who wants to go to the emergency room. This is God weeding out the stupid.
1: Yep. Congress started requiring the safety regulations in 2020 when former President Trump signed the Portable Fuel Container Safety Act. Take that, Trumpers. You think he's your guy? He just screwed up your gas cans. <laughs> the Portable Fuel Container Safety Act into law as part of an omnibus spending bill. According to a release from the bill's sponsor, Representative Mike Thompson, Democrat from California, after the legislation was signed into law, current standards for combustible liquid containers caused more than 160,000 fires annually, resulting in 454 deaths and injuring more than 4,000 people.
0: Uh, We don't know that.
1: (laughs) A new button. That's why I'm so proud to see this critical bill become law, so we can <laughs> implement the simple and cost-effective solution of flame wow. mitigation devices.
3: How many gas cans do you think he has?
1: I'm reading some of the comments. I don't often because they're all anonymous people on Twitter, but some of them are, are funny. I pumped gas for years. Hose operations commercially. Never let myself on fire. Yeah. Thousands of gallons every day. Own oh, numerous plastic gas cans and metal gas cans over the years. Never been set on fire. This one says the government has already screwed up gas cans. I don't think they can make them any worse. It's oh, impossible oh. to find a spout that won't leak. Hold my beer.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. No, it's not impossible. They still make the world's best gas can initially. We were uh, talking about it being a VP brand can available from Dennis Kirk, but now they're available everywhere. Really? Auto parts stores, Fleet Farm, you name it. And they're just big five, six-gallon, hard, heavy plastic with a big, big cap and snout and a rubber hose on the top.
1: You remember and, that hardware store we went up to way in the northern suburbs? Yeah, St. Francis. St. Francis. What was the occasion of us going there? It was, was it a garage door opener? I don't know. Because it was uh, early
0: or, or late spring. If was, I, it
2: our, was it the <clears throat> 20th or 25th anniversary? At, anyway, we're there. Remember that beautiful bench? And the
1: proprietor that place was cool. yeah. gave me a, a new old stock gas can. Cool. Oh. Because Steel? this said this had yes, and this had come up obviously in on the show, and he set aside a new old stock uh, probably a five galloner one of the uh, one of the squat fat ones, not one of the tall yeah. ones, sure, and I just it's on display in the Sushenheim. I haven't used it yet, you haven't no. I haven't because i I still have another one that's just uh i don't uh, oh, we were there, I, I have another pre EPA regulations. I I thought
3: I was the only one that collected gas cans. I got a bunch from the 60s and 70s.
0: And
1: hang on to them because GLers will buy them from you. I remember now why. What are we doing?
0: Johnny Height was the grand marshal because he lives in that area for that particular town festival day for St. Francis. And we were just there because they wanted us to come up to promote it. That's why we went. That was it. It was fun.
1: But anyway, yeah, brand new shiny red can.
0: Imagine if you get one of those gas cans next to a gas stove. You're in real trouble then. you got to outlaw everything.
1: Well, let's you get done. serious for a moment. I, I'm struggling to understand what the Consumer Product Safety Commission has discovered. Uh, I, wh- what are they describing? Who is starting themselves on fire filling a lawnmower? Or a they're snowblower? fixing a
3: problem we don't have, and right. they're making a bad gas can worse.
1: And what will, what will be the nature of the flame mitigation device? What, what is a flame mitigation device? I don't know. How flame can you, mitigation device. What's what like, is it? What kind of hardware will be now added to a, uh, what used to be a very simple gas can?
3: Flame retardant that shoots out if you uh, spill a drop.
1: Oh, really?
3: No, I just, you know. He's making it up.
1: Well, I'll believe anything. Right. It's the government. It's a bunch of 24-year-olds who've never cut the grass. Right. And they have computers, and they have meetings, and they're very inclusive and sensitive, and they believe that idiots like us— are just constantly starting ourselves on fire s- with gas cans.
2: Specter, whatever That's number. a
1: lousy-looking gas it can. It really right is. Flame
2: mitigation device gas can. Yep. That's what, that's... Well, does
1: it tell you what...
2: No, it doesn't say anything. Just constitutes
1: says it, the flame mitigation?
2: No, it doesn't give me any information, just a picture.
1: I, I'll tell you what the best flame mitigation is. Ring Don't it. use gas around an open fire. There you go. That might save you some problems. Drop the mic. I I don't understand this. uh,
4: We're poorly led, Joe. I've
1: been using gas cans and filling tanks of all varieties my entire life. Who are they protecting?
2: The incredibly stupid. Yeah. The incredibly stupid. But I
1: don't even know what the incredibly stupid are doing to catch on fire pouring gas into a lawnmower. Well,
3: it's always the lowest common denominator. That's who the rules are for, the dumbest among
1: us. Somebody
2: smoking, maybe? Somebody got that heater on and then they're going to work on the more? Yeah,
1: Johnny gang runks. I
0: did see a guy a couple weeks ago having the the sig dangling oh. while he was filling up his Ford pickup. My favorite. I thought, hey uh
1: Yeah, I don't like to see that. What you, what you doing there, Holmes? Smoking. <laughs> He's fine. This
2: is a good Well, in any, any a good event, in any event,
1: in any event, you know what this is a signal to do? You know, gas cans are becoming like politicians. Oh, With each new gas can. You'll, Find you'll a drip. rue the day that you lost the old one. Ooh, ooh, you ooh, in the back. Ooh. You. Um, I'm going to let you choose. What's your name, son? You've been in class, you, you're auditing this class. <laughs> when I
0: first started this class, my name was Gary Cheevers. <laughs> right. um, but now I'm oh, yeah. known by my real name, which is Chris Reavers. Yeah. I have not one, but two pieces of audio, sir, mm-hmm. speaking of that very thing, that we're going to wish we had the person we don't have anymore.
1: Which is really frightening. Right. Because who's going to be worse than Melvin Carter and Jacob Fry? So I'm going to let you pick, because they're both gold. All right. Uh, Number one or number
0: two, and then I'll let you know who it's from. what am I hearing? Well, this is uh, one piece of audio is from current Vice President Kamala Harris. Right. And we might as well play both. Sure. And the other one is um, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot.
1: Okay. Can this be rookie versus Kamala?
0: Oh, we certainly can. Then let's start with Mayor Lightfoot.
1: All right. So let's play rookie versus Kamala today. Okay. Yeah. So this is Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot. I'm opposed to her ideologically.
0: And wait till you hear this. All right. Talking about how to quell Chicago crime. All right. Right now.
4: Heard a lot of rhetoric here, a lot of sound bites, but not a lot of concrete solutions on how we get the job done Stop. and make.
1: Who is the comedian, or the dreadful comedian, who... Uh, Kathy was, Griffin. Thank you. Yep. That's an audio separated at birth. Oh, that's Kathy a good point. Good like point.
0: It. Yes. All right, here we go.
4: Heard a lot of rhetoric here, a lot of sound bites, but not a lot of concrete solutions on how we get the job done and make our residents and our workers safe. We're doing how it you every thinking? single day.
0: I think the follow-up is, and your solution is...
2: I just explained it. We have been in Little Village working with those street vendors,
4: understanding what the nature of the crime is, making sure that we're doing things in concert with them to help them uh, uh, make sure that their money is secure, not use money, if at all possible, using uh, other forms of transactions to take care of this.
0: She wants street vendors not to use cash because that will help curb
1: crime what city. uh i need to oh this God. is this is happening on the fly so we weren't entirely prepared for it what question am i asking mr vice president oh uh you
0: are going to ask um mr vice president mm-hmm. to help explain electricity
1: <laughs> uh well it's got to be a little more complex than that well
0: um the vice president yeah in her effort yeah. is explaining how everyone can benefit from okay. the use of electricity and how it's how it's um, Let me ask this, Mr. President. Vice President. Mr. Vice President. Not not yet.
1: uh, Four more years. How how grateful should Americans be for electricity in our electrical grid? How important is it to this country?
2: Not only is it one of the most important things to our country over the last, I don't know, how how long has electricity been around? Oh, good hundred years (laughs) or more. Good hundred plus years. It is revolutionized the way the world is um, working and such. So if you had darkness way back when, and then somebody turns a light on, you can see. we become more productive in the evening, 24-7. You're going uh, uh, third shift. Electricity basically completely transformed the way the world used to be and made it completely better. Hmm. Do we rely on it? Yes. Should we rely on it solely? No. But it's a wonderful thing, and we should still continue to. Um, we don't manufacture electricity. I guess produce produce electricity yes. because it will only uh, benefit every soul that's on this earth. You go to the uh, the villages in Africa where there's no electricity. Life's not so great. You know what I mean? Thank Life you. is just very simple. Right. You go to a metropolis, yeah, you got blackouts, and there's, it's not perfect, but it, uh, it not only is good for the world, but it is necessary for the world. Thank you, sir.
1: Uh, yep. Madam Vice President, Kamala.
2: Today, America has more than half a million miles of transmission lines, enough to wrap around the globe 24 times. Mm. These lines connect the power plants, where electricity is created, to homes and businesses and schools and hospitals across our
4: nation. Think about it. Every time you turn on a light or charge your laptop or plug in your air conditioner or put leftovers in the fridge, you rely on the power
2: delivered by our nation's network of transmission lines.
1: uh, Rook wins, no question. I, I don't even know what.
0: She was explaining. What oh, was she seeing? She was explaining electricity. But but.
2: You you think of electricity when you put your food in the fridge?
1: Your leftovers. Oh yeah, your leftovers. You put food on your family. See, she almost had you there because you should have thought of the food part. I should have thought of that <laughs> part. Actually, I should have left that. On. You know, being a
2: politician has changed
1: me somewhat. I understand. Yes. That. Can we come back, and I want to tell you something about our friend Tony Dungy? Oh, you sure can. All right. But how about I tell you first about <laughs> you our friends
0: Do it. at Hofferman Water. You guys met Jim the other day at the Garage yes. Logic uh, gathering for yes. the 1,000th podcast. Well, Jim is my guy, and I actually met Jim before I started working with them on this show because I have been a proud customer. Of Hofferman Water and Connecticut for years now. Satisfied customer numero uno. I love Hofferman Water, and I know that you will too. Hofferman Water is an independent water treatment dealer, so you should call them to see if they service your area. And if not, the good thing about Hofferman Water is they will put you in touch with the people that can service you. And Hofferman Water offers sales, service, and rental options for Connecticut water treatment systems that includes water softeners iron rust and odor filtration systems, and, of course, drinking water systems. That new system is going to cut down on salt usage, and it's going to protect your appliances. Because bad water is awful, and it can affect almost every aspect of your largest investment, which is, of course, your home. You get that new system, and boom, your showers are better. So was your laundry and your drinking water. So call them today, 952-894-4040. That's 952 or just visit their website, Hoffermanwater.com, and you can see everything that they have to offer right there. Hoffermanwater.com. Hofferman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Tell them you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast.
1: Well, you had to have your private yuck fest. Hey, Pat.
4: Yes, Joseph.
1: Do you know a guy named Dave Zirin?
4: I do, but I can't remember how. Sports editor
1: for The Nation.
4: Oh, I didn't know The Nation had a sports editor. No, I don't know it. No, I don't know it. He has written that
1: he is done with Tony Tony Dungy and the way the NFL and NBC coddles his right-wing extremism. Do you know why... uh, this moron Zirin thinks uh, Dungy's a right wing extremist.
4: Ah, uh, because he made the joke about the kid, you know, the stupid joke about uh, having uh, litter boxes in, uh, you know, in uh, in bathrooms and stuff like that.
1: That's, no, he's that's... going
4: to attend
1: this weekend in Washington D.C. a walk for life. To support unborn babies who don't have a voice, this apparently makes him a right-wing extremist.
4: Well, there's also the uh, the uh, you know he said something he, he did have the the Greg Doyle from Indianapolis did a bashed him, but it, that was about something different. It was about the uh, it was about you know he's so stupid enough to either either he's joking or he's passing along as. Uh, fact, the fact that we now have litter boxes and, and for people, for students who want to dress up like animals—that BS.
1: I didn't. So, uh, I'm unaware of Dungy having a position on that.
4: He did have a quote on that. Yeah. He didn't. He did have a quote, but I, I think he's smarter than that. I think he was. No, he was. He was ripping. Uh, I guess the whole transgender thing, and then he threw that thing in there. And he's. he's, he's uh,
1: He's in trouble,
4: not not because of what he's uh, – I, I wouldn't think of because of uh, of uh, his uh, anti-abortion stance, but maybe the other stuff. Uh, huh. I don't know. I'm so I old
1: I covered him at the U.
4: Yeah, I did. Did I? Yeah, yeah you I did. did. I had to. I had to. I, I wasn't – I was on the Twins beat when he was there, but uh, he was a fine quarterback, and, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's uh, been a – been a, a staple of uh, of uh, common sense, but I don't know what the, uh, you know I I don't know, I mean the nation is a little bit left, aren't they? <laughs> I'm unaware of the nation. Oh, the nation is an old left wing uh, publication that's uh, pretty much out of business. But I didn't know why they would have a sports editor. I really don't. Yeah. I just got a bigger problem than all that stuff right now. Because, yeah,
1: what's uh, the I'm, problem?
4: I'm, I'm typing here, and suddenly. All the lines look like poetry. I hit some key and they're like you Change your like, font. That is so <laughs> no, I mean no, let me, it all it. lines are independently indented.
1: Let me know. tell you something. That's very what? ironic because I was typing this morning and right before my very eyes a paragraph turned into agate type. <laughs> and then I typed another paragraph and the margins disappeared. And so I brought it in and had to have uh, my buddy Rich take care of it for me here at the uh, well, I, in the laptop I, department.
4: I mean, how did you well? How? Who did you, you? So you knew where to go? Huh?
1: There's a guy here, Rich. Uh, he's bailed me out oh, a million oh, times
4: at the, the Hummer Building. Rich yeah, is my yeah. Guy too, but yeah, Rich <clears throat> is my guy too. I thought you were talking about the Pioneer Press Building. Oh, there. Oh. I don't know if there is one. <laughs> Yes, but I hit something but I have no idea what. that's what I did
1: this morning. morning. I hit something yeah. I don't know yeah. what it was and ever since then it went nuts. You know what happened yeah, to me?
4: happened you know what happened to me the other day which was one of the worst things in the history of man huh I went to save it to send it yeah it disappeared. oh that's disappeared. Uh, that's frightening it had to start all over again
1: yeah, yeah. gotta I I hate, hate that. that.
4: So and you don't uh, always capture the moment,
1: like you, know, you, you know? never do, you never, you do. You never do.
4: So I, the Gopher basketball team last night uh, scored the fewest points since 1951.
1: Isn't that something?
4: So I had our one library guy that's be, uh, still around, John Wareham, uh, send me the game story from that game, which was uh, down in uh, in Bloomington, Indiana, and uh, it was a. Uh, January twenty seventh, nineteen fifty one. Wow. <laughs> and it was thirty to twenty with 12 and a half minutes to go in the second half. And the coach from Indiana, Branch McCracken, who was known for his fast break style, didn't like the cramped defense that the Gophers were for. it was probably the early version of a zone defense, you know. Uh-huh. And you had no shot clock. The guy held the ball for six and a half minutes with the ball on his hip, and we didn't go out and chase him.
3: Wow. That
4: that must have been six and a half minutes. They didn't chase him. And uh, the final ended up being 36 to 20. No, 32 to 26 ended up being Oh, my God. 72 years uh, ago. Yep. And And it takes a long time to not score that many points, but congratulations, Gophers. The score at halftime last night was uh, Purdue's player of the year candidate Zach Eady. Yep, twelve Gophers, twelve. It was uh, tied at uh, it was it was tied up.
1: What an <laughs> odd was, half that must have been!
4: What a perform what a performance that had to be. I mean, Eady was. Purdue was ahead thirty-one to twelve or something like that. Was so, it uh, poor uh, shots or just no? The golfers just
0: stink. That's oh. what the problem is. And Purdue's yeah, good.
4: They, they, they somehow they beat Ohio State. Played pretty good. And then uh, last time out against Illinois, they were brutal the last fifteen minutes. And last night they put it all together. They were brutal for forty minutes. So uh, they put it
0: all together.
4: and ninety-one hundred. Announced for a Big Ten game and probably less than 5,000, actually, in the building. The uh, the Tommies get that new arena. They got a shot, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they got a chance to be, uh, you know, in a different conference. And, uh, and uh, you got a, a gym holding 5,000 and having it full and people excited. And you got the old mausoleum across there with uh, 4,000 people in a 14,000-seat arena. It isn't too exciting. No.
1: The Wild uh, had a very flat game last night.
4: They deserved it. They've been playing great. They beat the Washingtons, uh, you know, at the, in Washington, and they've, they've been winning a lot of games. I expected them to lose. And Carolina one of the best teams in the league. So I, I wonder know. what uh, it, it, I wonder
1: what Dumba did to getting uh, Avison's uh, bad scratch. graces.
4: What, what? Oh, I missed it.
1: What he was scratch for hockey reasons, not
4: injury. In other words, he's playing horse poop, <laughs> would you say? Yeah, saying? I, I I have a lot of thoughts
1: about Dumba. I predicted him as a sure thing Hall of Famer, but with each passing year, I I wonder.
4: Well, he apparently was playing bad early, and then every, when they started playing good, he, he, everybody said he was playing better. But I think maybe, and I don't know him, but I just, from some of the things I've heard, I think maybe his concentration comes and goes. Uh, maybe uh, he gets uh, he gets more interested in other things. I don't know. Some guys who used to bartend downtown uh, had some stories about him, but I don't. Yeah, yeah, I sh-
1: yeah, yeah. They they do. <laughs> well, it had to be. But
4: I think he's gotten over that. I,
1: I mean, they, they win that. in Washington. He played yeah. in Washington. How badly could he have played in a win at Washington to get benched?
4: Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Are, I don't understand. Are, well, to, hockey reasons, are hockey reasons not showing up for the skate around or something? Could be. I don't know. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I yeah. do know, to, to corroborate Pat's point, uh, I do know that I have on very good authority anyway that uh, when bartenders would see Matt come in, they got excited. Yeah. They knew it was going to be a good night. <laughs> yeah. He knew it was going to be a good not night. A
1: generous yeah. fella?
0: Yes. Very yeah. generous fella.
4: I was gonna say not only would he by himself drinks, he might buy a lot of other people drinks. Oh yes. Nice yes. Tip. He was not always
0: a, nice a great tip. tipper, from what I understand.
1: Okay. You can't beat that.
4: Nope. That's how you get that's how you get a bartender to keep secret.
0: You're
1: damn right. <laughs> well, we got two shots at a weather game tomorrow. Uh at oh, Philly right. on Saturday night, and then uh I think Buffalo must play Sunday in the daytime. Yeah, they're
0: the Three o'clock.
1: Two o'clock. No, two, two o'clock.
4: Three yeah. o'clock uh, you haven't looked at the forecast, though.
1: Well, a big storm is headed up the East Coast, but I'm looking. Ooh. I'm seeing nothing uh, right now I to be alarmed by. I'm well, sure it'll what, lead the what, nightly news if right. there's a clap of thunder somewhere.
4: What, what do we got? A nor nor'easter coming? Yeah, I, I guess nor'easter. so. I guess so. I, I would love to be living on a a house on the side of the cliff in Maine when one of them nor'easters. Oh, hit. me
1: too, man. Fantastic.
4: Oof. Wouldn't it? I understand it out the and weather pattern out and pick up there. Oh, go ahead. out in your coat and you're leaning and it's blowing you. Even a fat guy like me is blowing me back. It'd be great.
1: Imagine what it would be like sleeping with that noise. It'd be Ooh, wonderful.
4: Fantastic. And, then, and if a, one of the windows wanted to blow out, who cares?
1: That's right. I'm
0: seeing 60% chance of snow on Sunday in Orchard Park, New York. <laughs> oh, God, poor
4: Buffalo they are going I you know what that guy's going to do when he gets his new stadium, baby. It's going to have a roof
0: on it. No, the uh, the design says it's not going to, Patrick.
4: Oh, really?
0: In well, fact, it's going to be very similar the what would you call it? The um the top of the stadium will be very similar to the one in Miami where they've got the overhang to protect some of the uh, some of the stands, but it's going to be an open-air stadium.
4: Mm. Okay. What's it going to cost you? What's it going to cost that poor broke city? A oh,
0: billion? Uh, I'm not sure. He is putting up some of the money, but yeah, the city's going to cover the majority of Pat, it. Pat, have you, you ever been
4: go?
1: in the Buffalo Hockey Building? No, I have Either not. have I. I wonder what that's like.
0: It's neat. It's... It's, um, is it
1: fairly modern?
0: I, I'm trying to remember how old it is. It's right would, downtown, isn't it? Right, it, it's, it is. It's It's right downtown. I would guess it's probably 20 years old. Well, so is the one X now. Yeah.
4: One of those. Isn't it amazing, though, that back in uh, when we were expanding, uh, weren't they the second? Weren't they in the second group, Joe, of expansion teams?
1: Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, I believe After, so.
4: And, uh, you know, that Buffalo was considered such a vibrant city back then. They were even... That Continental Baseball League that we like Whitney and those guys are going to start that ended up bringing an expansion. Buffalo was one of the franchises in that. Too. Didn't they have giant. pro basketball? Oh, yeah. They had the Buffalo Braves for a while, yeah. And uh, that they used to be the – heck, were they? I can't remember. Maybe they were, an expan- they were an expansion team, the Buffalo Braves. Yeah. Yeah. But, geez, all their all – you know – all their industry ended up leaving, so they're or folding. Or, you know, they got they got outdated with this with the wasn't who was big there. No, Rochester it was Kodak or somebody was right. there, not Buffalo, right. but uh, anyhow. Well, but, I'll uh, talk to you Monday then, huh? Uh, yeah, kind of a nice uh, casual weekend. I gotta if I if I can figure out this computer and uh, stop writing. Poetry verses here. I'll be good. Joe or, or Patrick,
0: how old was Jake Mauer?
4: I don't know how old Jake was. Uh, what What do you think, Rook? Jake. Uh, I'm thinking he had to be what about pushing s- seventy.
2: I was going to say about sixty six or so. And mm-hmm. I and I don't know. Yeah. I was, was he not sick or was
1: this sudden? sudden? Uh,
2: that I don't what? know. I don't know
4: the cause. I don't either. Have they announced it uh, yet officially? Uh, did they? Issue all albeit they or not?
2: Uh, not I have not seen yet. one. Not in the, no,
4: not as of. I heard about it yesterday morning and, uh, and got confirmation and was sitting around waiting to see if it was going to be uh, some, some be uh, revealed or not. So too bad. He was a good guy and he's married to a saint man. That Teresa's a great girl. He married to Tierney, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and you know what, Joe? What what you don't think about Joe and that family? Blue collar as you could get. When mm-hmm. you grow up, you know this is a rich kid now, and you think of them as privileged, but they were as blue collar as you could get. Well,
2: I mom worked you, at Saint Saint Pat's Guild, uh, yeah. and uh, he was selling trophies down on University for a while of Red Hammond.
4: I told uh, I told uh, one of my favorite stories is the one about J- Jake's old truck that he drove <laughs> yes. with a bad muffler, yes. and he was. He was going to Oxford for the, the – ox. he was playing with all the black kids over at Oxford football, you know, and he hadn't showed up five minutes before the game. They were all in a panic, and before they saw the truck, they heard it. And they started, started celebrating that Joe was on it. Joe's coming. Joe's coming. Oh, yeah. And now 20 seconds later, they saw the truck, you
1: know. So, hey, Pat, speaking so, of that world, did you see where no more Dunning baseball? Dunning Field is done. They're done after thirty some years. Really, partly due to COVID and other things, but no more summer. uh, What league is that? Rook, Saint Paul summer Uh, league?
2: I don't know, but it was all the fields were always
1: full.
4: Right. I can't believe that.
1: Soccer now or something? I don't don't know. know I don't know. Mm -hmm.
4: I don't know.
1: I wonder. Well, they don't have enough players. Yeah. I wonder.
4: That's where I saw Winnie. That's where I saw Winnie pitch a few times. Poor Winnie, man. If he didn't strike them out, there was an eighty percent chance they were going to get on base. (laughs) 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 They were not not good fielders.
3: (laughs) Jake was sixty-six. Where'd you find that? Uh, It's in the newspaper. Oh, okay. Thank you.
1: Isn't that odd? You find it right there in the paper? Yeah, I just did a search. Yeah.
4: Yeah. All right, Patrick. All right. See you later.
1: Thank you. Yes. You can hit your break. I was waiting
0: for the soul man.
1: Uh, I want to talk
3: about a mechanic in a can. That's how simple it is, and that's what seafoam is. Only it's a lot cheaper than a mechanic, and uh, it's not going to sass you. Um, It just quietly does its job and keeps our motors running and starting like a charm. And I don't care if you're in a Cummins diesel or you've got a Briggs and scrap them, seafoam will help clean up the deposits, lubricate and keep those moving parts moving gently. It stabilizes fuel, preserves ignition vapors, that means engines start a whole lot easier. Don't work harder, work smarter with Seafoam. It's a local company, it's got a global reach, it's available all over the world. Truly a wonderful product in a world of bad gas. Seafoam. Sound?
2: Nope, it just sounds like uh, heart complications. At age 66, hmm. in his home in Braham, Minnesota.
0: Hey, Rook, you feeling it?
2: Uh, will you send Mary Shively an email? I will. So I can yes. get that code. Okay. Finally.
1: Thank God today is Friday. <laughs> TGTI. We haven't mentioned David Crosby's death I loved his voice I love much of his work We called Height To see if he would like to join us And he wasn't feeling it Today and he was unable to (laughs) But I I hope he has (laughs) thoughts for us uh, I'm sure he's read Crosby's biographies or whatever I, I probably wouldn't I've read Neil Young's, but I haven't read Crosby. Uh, great sound that came out of the Topanga Canyon era in LA. And there was a great uh, documentary. I can't remember if it was on Crosby Stills Nash or if it was on Crosby's documentary. And he's at uh, Mama Cass's house mm-hmm. in the canyon. I'm sure they were all high as hell. <laughs> And Stills and Nash are noodling and start singing something. And Crosby, his ears perked up. He's laying on a, you know, like a swimming pool lounge. And he gets up and he introduces his harmony to it. And they all look at each other. And Crosby said, well, I guess I'm going to, I guess I know what I'm going to be doing for the next few years. And that was the start of it right there. Wow.
2: I saw them at the... Um, what's next to the XL? I'm drawing a blank. Well, I used this to summer. be Roy Wilkins. Wilkins. Yeah. I saw him at the Roy Wilkins Auditorium, second row, and David Crosby flicked his pick when they were done, and I caught it. You did not. I I can show you the pick. It's on uh, it's you in were one of my scrapbooks.
3: Crosby, Stills, in
1: Nash? Wait a minute. Yeah. You have a no, scrapbook?
2: I have a scrapbook that she put together of all of our trips to New York, all of the concerts we went to, all of the... Oh my God, I'll bring yeah. it in sometime. We can, wow. we can oh. file through it.
3: You know we what? Can put it, it was, was one of the GL greatest Ar- gifts I've ever got. from uh, can Put it in the GL archive, maybe. As
0: much as I'd love to join you and Kenny. Yep. Jess, Where's your scrapbook right Jess, now? Jess has a couple of stuff we've done over the years at our yes. own as well. yeah. Wouldn't really? be
2: great if you yeah. took the CP, took all the trips you've been, places, and said, Jen, look what I got
0: for you. Actually, you know what? She would have a scrapbook of all of the great memories over the years. None of it would include him. Right.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Remember that trip we took to? No. Let be, me uh, not even of top of the 10. kids.
3: <laughs> all the pictures that I have taken uh, in those kind of situations, she always says,
1: you better not be showing anybody that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have heard that too.
1: Let me send you into the weekend. Let's uh, go back to be- Crosby. Be- Are before you done? I'm done, I want to hear John. How you- oh, okay. Uh, I just like the guy. Uh, I guess he was tough to get along with. Yeah. Are, are musicians mostly? Not all. Hmm. Uh, before we get to this day in history, let me let me give you a little bright story to pad your weekend. Here we weekend. go. Send a sale out. A DACA recipient had this to say to Minnesota lawmakers last week. We're voting. We're voting. Our people are voting. If you don't pass this bill, people are going to vote you out. Angelico Bello who said she is a DACA recipient, told the House Transportation Committee January 10. DACA stands for Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, which is an Obama-era rule that protects its recipients from deportation. Deferred action does not provide lawful status, according to the United States government. Only U.S. citizens can vote in Minnesota. Bello is testifying in favor of a bill that would allow illegal immigrants to obtain driver's licenses. A driver's license is really important because sometimes when you don't have a car, when you don't have a mode of transportation, you're pushed to do certain things to get income. Uh, in the case of my mom, my mom had to use her body as a source of income, she said. Oh, no. What a bunch of BS. Know your humanity and know that you're all in these chairs because of us, she said. Be of service or else we're going to come and take your seats away. Ooh. Republicans on the committee expressed concern that the driver's licenses for all legislation would make it easier for people to vote illegally. They proposed an amendment that would have required licenses issued to illegal immigrants to include a not voting label, but that indict- that amendment was rejected. And so uh, illegal immigrants uh, apparently will be soon to be able to get licenses. And this young lady said, uh, and will be voting. Mm-hmm. Even though that, even though they're not entitled to, so it doesn't take long for the people who get to this country to seize upon an entitlement mentality. Yeah, right, just instantly grab onto it, isn't it? That was from um, go, Alpha come News. Come piece. to
2: America, where you are free, but not everything is free.
1: I'm sorry that your mother was forced into that condition. <laughs> yeah, Bello, but I, I'm not sure I'm following your logic that that's linked to an absence of a driver's license. we're uh uh we accommodate everyone with so much public transportation granted it's not safe to use it but we we have a lot of public transportation (laughs) yeah elephant
0: in the room then yeah if if we're going to pass all of it that's that's fine ids whatever then what now is stopping people from voting with an id
1: what do you mean I well, mean, why don't we have a law that says you must have an ID? Then what's the problem? What? Yeah, yeah.
0: Right? There's no more argument to be made that you shouldn't have to provide an ID to vote, right. right? Right. If this law is then passed. I want IDs to vote. Well, I do too. Yeah. But then what will their excuse be? Uh, Those that oppose voter ID. I don't know. Okay.
2: Uh, Copy that, cowboy. You know what, what Joe has done? F-
1: I'm starting to feel like Kenny. Joe has.
0: Checked,
1: checked out. out. Yeah. No, only because they, <laughs> only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Umthunzi, South Africa from the Traveling Lymans at worldwidewaftage.com. It was on this day. Dope. What day? To January 20 in 1896. Go. On a theatrical tour, Calamity Jane, quick without looking it up, what was your real name?
3: Jane from um, Don't tell me um Cannery
1: God, you're close. Martha Cannery Burke. How did oh, you know Martha. that? Martha Cannery Burke. She appeared at the Palace in Minneapolis dressed in the male attire of buckskin jacket and trousers. Well, really, that's a misnomer. She was dressed in her attire. She mm-hmm. wore buckskin jacket and trousers and giving the people of the eastern cities an opportunity of seeing the woman scout who was made so famous through her daring career in the West and Black Hill countries. Huh. On this day in 1961, is Palace Theater still there? Uh, no. It was called the Palace Museum. Oh, I'm way. sorry. Okay. What year was that, Joe? Palace Theater. 1896. No kidding. Wow. On this day in 1961, Jan 20, a fire destroyed the Crosby family home, which had been built at the foot of Montreal Street in Saint Paul, and is now the site of Crosby Farm Park. No relation. Oh, okay. What oh, do you mean? To David. No. 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 Crosby Park. Okay, I know where that is. On this day in 1969... Is this 120? Yep. President Lyndon Johnson (laughs) bestowed the Medal of Freedom, the highest civilian honor awarded by this country, on civil rights activist Roy Wilkins. Wilkins was born in Mississippi, but spent most of his life in St. Paul. In 1923, he graduated from the U of M, where he was the Minnesota Daily's first black reporter and editor. He served as executive director of the NAACP from 1955 okay. to 1977. He has a stamp in his honor. It was issued in 2001. You all right down there? God bless you. I think so. And finally, on this day, January 20th, I'm good. in 1981, Lowell, Lowell Bruce Langan, who grew up in Odin, Minnesota, was one of 52 hostages released from the American embassy in Tehran after being held by Islamic militants for 440 days during the Iran hostage crisis. Langan was de d'affaires at the American embassy in Tehran. Hmm. That kind of plagued Jimmy Carter's presidency, didn't it? Yeah,
2: and uh, Reagan said, I'm going to come in there and bust the hell out of all of you. Thank you very much,
0: GL. The Palace Theater and is owned
1: by the city of St. Paul. Did you know that? Well, I was talking about she appeared at the Palace Museum in Minneapolis. Whoops. Got it. God, you really <laughs> need the stamp. This is different. Yeah. It's like that, on the right. other side of the river. This would be, be different. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. I'll There's a river there. Some bridges. Right. Yeah. What <laughs> were we saying? Palace Theater. We <laughs> good saying goodnight.
0: Yeah
2: it's I Wiedersehen.
0: Really? Auf Wiedersehen. Goodbye.
2: Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen. Uh don't go. yet Go check out Pod MN on your uh smartphone. Yes, sir. And you carry all those podcasts with you. There's a library of podcasts that I'm sure you'll find something that will enjoy to enjoy over the weekend. And then slide over to YouTube. Put the old subscription on Garage Logic and you'll also be entertained by videos and the like. And if you haven't already, please tell your friends and family about the Garage Logic Town Council. All the details at garagelogic.com. Ra. Cha. Yeah, Kenny, I hope you feel better. I'm going to be worried about you all weekend. And I'm going to text you. No. Oh, he does
0: you too. No. no. Okay. Just let me know, bro. Cha. Thank you.
1: Weekend, cha?
4: Cha.